fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try to What is going on, Wolfpack? It's your boy, the Wolf of Roto Street, rotostreetjournal.com, where we breed and feed fantasy wolves. And this is also another episode of the Fantasy Fullback Dive, where we paved the path to 2019 titles. Here for your weekly rankings episode, your weekly rankings rundown. Going to go through all the players, kind of talk and narrate my thoughts as I set my week two rankings uh, and get you guys all prepped with any sit-start questions you have. If you're listening to the pod after the fact, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays right around 5 o'clock. Go live and narrate my thoughts and answer all your questions as I get you primed and ready to get a week two win. Whether you won this week, whether you lost, you got to keep the momentum going or you got to gain it. So it's time to go, folks. We're going to start with quarterbacks. And of course, Pat Mahomes at the top. Not a surprise. He diced up the Jaguars defense that gave up the second least points to quarterbacks last year. And now he gets Oakland, who's pathetic and hapless. I don't care how they looked on Monday night. It's Pat Mahomes. He's going to carve up any defense in the league. uh, And he's certainly going to carve up Oakland. Lamar Jackson, fresh off an enormous day against Miami. And they are pathetic. And everyone's saying, you know, oh, wow, we shouldn't overreact. It's Miami's defense. But at the same time, Arizona's defense is completely pathetic, too, with no Patrick Peterson, with no Robert Alford. They got nobody out there. So he gets another prime, juicy matchup here, Lamar Jackson. Uh, So he could just keep this ball rolling. We saw Matt Stafford throw 385 on that defense. What could Lamar Jackson do now that he's found an actual arm? Just the cheat code of 2019 this year. Uh, check out my article on him if you haven't seen it yet in the rotostreetjournal.com slash stockwatch. Tons of great stuff getting pumped there. But ahead of Lamar Jackson, I just bumped him up to number two is Tom Edward Brady himself, 340 yards, three TDs, looks like an absolute beast at age 42, so goddamn sexy still, Tommy Brady getting it done, and now gets Miami, who we just talked about, Lamar Jackson bombed, Brady's going to carve them up, Uh, the only worry there is, do they get wicked run heavy after they go up huge, could be a Sony Michelle type of day, we saw Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill all running wild on the Dolphins. So I wouldn't be shocked if game flow kind of dictated a little bit less Brady, a little more Sony. Uh, so you got to have that on your radar. Denny Jennings, happy Taco Tuesday to you as well, my man. Glad to see you as always for the Tuesday broadcast. So then we got Deshaun Watson at four. You got that intimidating matchup you'd think against the Jags, but what we just saw, Mahomes carved him up, diced him up. That defense looked pathetic. Mahomes will do that to any defense, but still, Watson looks just as entertaining, just as fun to watch. He's finally got some protection with Tunsil, put up over 30 fantasy points on Monday Night Football. I love Watson this week. I think he could have another big one. I think I'd like even more, though, and I'm moving to number four right here, Carson Wentz. 
MVP form. 313, three TDs last week. Gets a pathetic Atlanta team. I get Kirk Cousins didn't do a whole hell of a lot. He didn't have to, but this running game's at a whole different beast. You got Dalvin Cook. No wonder they took the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hand. Carson Wentz doesn't have that luxury, just a, a gross backfield committee who probably gets some of their own yardage, yes, but Wentz, Deshaun Jackson, that deep ball was absolutely cooking, uh, and I th- expect another 300-yard, maybe three-plus TD day, especially because they have a shitty-ass secondary. We saw Case Keenum carving them up, so Matt Ryan gets back on track. In fact, I'm going to bump him up all the way to QB number Six or seven? What about Dak Prescott? Was that for real? Absolutely. I think Kellen Moore, I think that offense really, really is going to hum all year. Those receivers were literally running wide open. So much grass all over the field. Nobody near them. And I think that's great play design. A ton of pre-snap motions. Just extremely confusing uh, for the defense there. I think Dak continues to roll this week against a Washington D that just, as we mentioned, Carson Wentz carved up. I think Dak goes and does the same. And if they can keep it competitive... As they did last week, Washington, that is. I really think Dak could have yet another monster all day to throw behind that beautiful line. Anthony, what's going on, my man? Thanks for coming in. Thanks for tuning in. As always, always appreciate the support, brother. Uh, after that, I mean, Cam Newton at 8, according to the ECR, he looked just absolutely atrocious. And I don't know if this Tampa Bay defense is as horrendous as we think. I know they just gave up a ton of points, but two of those touchdowns came off pick sixes. It was the offense handing the defense the points. Uh, the secondary did look improved. They made a huge concerted effort to add defensive talent this offseason, and Newton looked like complete ass. So I'm not sitting here thinking I have to start Cam Newton. I think Jared Goff back. Back at home against the New Orleans secondary. We saw Watson carve him up. I know Goff didn't look any good either, but his road home struggles, uh, those those splits, it's kind of like Big Ben just a couple seasons ago. Very drastic, and I think Goff gets back on track in an easy matchup. So I'm a fan of him this week. I think Breeze, uh, just as good as ever, looked great on Monday Night Football. And a potential shootout with the Rams, a tough secondary. Uh, but Cam Newton still has to keep falling. I think Rodgers has to keep falling. Matt LaFleur's dinosaur-style attack was absolutely pathetic as a play caller. I do think Baker at 13 needs to be a significant bump up. Yes, that line looked horrible. Am I concerned? Absolutely. He didn't have any time to throw while taking five sacks. But I think that, you know, Freddie Kitchens, Todd Monk, and I have faith in those guys. I think they're going to get it back on track. They get a pathetic Jets secondary to, to help right the wrongs there. I really think Baker. I mean, the Jets D did look pretty solid. But that was Josh Allen and a pathetic team. I think the, the, the Browns definitely get their footing. And Baker Mayfield has a far superior showing than he did. Uh, he's my quarterback eight. So again, Mahomes, Brady, Jackson, Wentz, Watson, Prescott, Matt Ryan, and then at eight, another tier here uh, for Baker Mayfield. Goff at nine, Breeze at 10, Newton falling, not even going to be my 11 guy. Let's keep looking here. Uh, Is there anybody else I can bump above that little motherfucker? Big Ben at Seattle. I mean, they saw Andy Dalton carve these guys up, and you know they're going to need to bounce back. They're back at home. Big Ben is much better at home. I think he gets his season back on track here. Philly Rivers, though, uh, even safer. 300. He's so disrespected. Like the, the quarterback 16 after throwing 300 yards and three TDs. The line wasn't great, but he made the best out of everything he could. Uh, in Detroit, we saw Kyler Murray, especially late in that game, exploit that secondary. I don't think they're good at all. So Philly Rivers, 
get that disrespect out of here. Cam continues to fall. Uh, Russell Wilson, I don't really want much a part of. Brady did carve that secondary up, and Hayden is banged up. Uh, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of Russell Wilson in such a low-volume attack. I still think I like him better than Rodgers in a tough matchup versus Minnesota. Cam Newton, I mean, the matchup's there, but he looked so bad that I have no faith in him. So... Keep bumping him down. Jameis Winston, what a complete and utter bag of shit. I like actually bumping up here. Josh Allen wasn't great in his debut, but we just saw Dak Prescott dominating that defense of the Giants this week. Uh, I think Josh Allen could potentially have himself a big day. That defense is hapless and pathetic, so I'm bumping Joshy A up. I'm going to cut this tier off with Mayfield, Goff, Breeze, and Rivers at 11, and then 12 through you know 16 or so are your lower, lower, lower end QB1s here. As Dalton a potential option at San Fran? I mean, that defense looked very legit, but that's also Jameis Winston being a bag of dicks. So, oh, man. Looking through some matchups here. Is there anybody I like more than others? I thought Derek Carr looked quite solid. I mean, Tyrell Williams was carving up the, the Broncos secondary here. And I think, I mean, KC, we saw Cardner Minshew. What a creature if I've ever heard one. Literally slicing and dicing the Kansas City defense up for 22 of 25 passes. 85%, 88% actually accuracy there for Gardner Minshew. I think Derek Carr could easily have his way. I'd rather have Carr than Cam Newton in my lineup. How insane is that? Hmm. Uh, Baltimore, I, lo- I saw Kyler Murray's low on the list, and he's facing Baltimore, so that definitely has to give you some pause. But at the same time, it's like, is Baltimore really that good, or is Miami that bad? I think it's somewhere in between in the middle. I do like Baltimore's secondary, Baltimore's defense, but I wouldn't be shocked after that fourth quarter of Kyler Murray where they finally put the pedal to the metal uh, and pushed the pace there. I can see Kyler being a sneaky value play here. I'm going to bump him up a little bit. And he only has so high to rise, though, because you got, you know, I can't, Rodgers hit 17, 200 yards, though, in his debut with with uh, LaFleur. And again, tough Minnesota matchup, so I don't hate that at all. Uh, hopefully you have one of these top 11 guys, because it starts to get shaky anywhere after. Um, I'll cut this tier off. And Dalton throwing again, 51 attempts, 400 yards on most waiver wires, so I could be a big fan of that. Blazo, see your question. So Danny Jennings, hopefully answered your question on Rivers. Big fan. Think he's completely undervalued at 16 overall ECR. Uh, great matchup against Detroit and looked as good as ever on on their, their game against the Air Raid. I mean, um, the game against the, the Colts. We got Eckler on week two. We'll get there, Blazo. Don't you worry. We're getting to running back soon. But, spoiler alert, I fucking loved it. it played 75% of the snaps. This was not a 50-50 share. Uh, so, Austin Eckler moving forward is going to be a monster. Don't laugh, but I have Trubisky. Do I pick up Allen, Cousins, or Dalton? Well, yeah, I'm going to fucking laugh at that. That's fucking horrible. Trubisky is a complete bag of shit, Diego. Uh, hopefully that, that was clear on Thursday night football. Uh, so, yeah, i definitely go Allen there. And I'd probably even go Dalton. Um, no doubt. So Allen be the first guy I look. As you can see here, QB 13, Giants, pathetic team. I, I would roll Josh Allen over uh, over him by a, a significant long shot. I thought Stafford did look pretty damn good, and if that's going to be a shootout, then he can kind of slide into my top 20 again. Uh, part of that was going against a non-existent Cardinal secondary. I mean, Peterson's gone, Alfred's gone. We know Jackson's going to bomb him. 
Uh, but still, Stafford, the Chargers, Brissett threw a couple TDs, was moving the ball decently. Donald completely exposed that offense. Adam Gase, what a bag of shit he really is. Uh, I don't like Tennessee. I think Case Keenum could be a little bit sneaky better than he's getting credit for. Eli Manning threw 300 yards on that defense. I think there's some upside there uh, for Case Keenum sneakily. Garoppolo against Cincy. That could be a good rebound game too. Uh, So I like him. I like that. I think these are solid rankings with Derek Carr being my favorite streamer, clearly. Much higher on Baker at eight, uh, five spots higher than ECR, and Rivers at five spots higher than ECR. Significantly lower on Cam Newton and Aaron Rodgers, both at 16 and 17, respectively. Despite the good matchup for Cam Newton, I am not playing him this week. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers, that offense looked like shit, and now they get an even tougher defense. Uh, no, not tougher defense, I shouldn't say. Chicago's the best defense in the league, but another tough matchup there. Uh, so yeah, go Josh Allen, Diego. I, I think you got to play him. Moving on to running back, where you have a lot more players to cover. Where you start two of them. Uh, and again, if you're tuned in, don't mind giving this a like, potentially even giving it a share. Appreciate the comments so far. Uh, but more and more interaction is what we shoot for. It's why I do this. So if I'm going to keep doing it on fucking Tuesday days, give me some fucking love, please. I don't mean to beg for it, but it helps. Uh, <laughs> it definitely helps. Got to eat some tacos, Denny. You know the deal. Uh, Christian McCaffrey versus Tampa Bay. I mean... Is that a tier by itself? Like, he's going to absolutely murder them. Uh, No doubt he's up there. Zeke Elliott? I mean, Washington? The the Eagles' run game, for everything they did in the past game, uh, the Eagles' run game was non-existent. And I I don't know if that's part of Washington having a sneaky good front seven. I don't know that they do. Uh, don't hate Kamara here against the Rams. He's he's matchup-proof. He's going to get it done against anybody. I wouldn't have Barkley... Uh, too much lower. We saw Le'Veon Bell as a pass catcher just absolutely thrive against these guys, and I think the, the Giants, they, they looked halfway decent as an offense here. Uh, so I put him above Zeke as well, still kind of finding his bearings. I'm going to be a little bit lower on Zeke, I think, this week than most. Uh, I'm not going to put him below David Johnson. who gets a tough matchup against Baltimore. Should be hopefully matchup proof with such great passing game involvement. Love what I saw of David Johnson's workload. Uh, but you got to be a little cautious there. Nick Chubb at, at the Jets. I think that's a blow-up spot. As is Cleveland. I mean, we saw... Derrick Henry running wild on Cleveland and uh, you know involved in the screen game. What the hell could Le'Veon Bell do there? I think Dalvin Cook, I mean, how the hell is he at nine after such a beautiful breakout performance? A perfect fit. I get Green Bay. Looks like they took a nice step on defense, but that was also some horrendous play calling from Nagy. I'm not overly convinced. I thought, you know, after the Texans ran for 170 yards with Hyde and David Johnson, I think this could be the week that Gurley really gets himself back on track. I'm going to put him up at six. I know it's a big risk. I know Malcolm Brown vulturing those TDs has to have you a little bit sick and a little bit scared. Oh, I want to make sure you guys can see the, the rankings. I'm just noticing that that's not uh, clear here. Let me scroll down for you. Um, so you got there again, Christian McCaffrey, Kamara, Barkley, my big kind of three there. Uh, and then we got Bell, Chubb, Gurley, Zeke, Cook, Johnson. These are kind of my remaining RB1s. Connor, you got to be nervous. A shaky start and then gets a tough Cincinnati front seven that just held Mixon and the Bengals to completely nothing. I think Carson is a great bet. I mean, touch the ball more than Russell Wilson. Uh, seven targets, 15 carries. Rashad Penny nowhere to be found. 
already hate cut his ass. I'm going to bump Carson up to nine. Uh, you got Ingram against Arizona. Mm, I mean, this may be a more of a passing you know, script here. Austin Eckler, I know you were asking about him, Richie Blazo. Again, 75% of snaps, three TDs, 96 receiving yards. What's not to love there? Completely out-touched, out-played, out-snapped Justin Jackson, who looked like an afterthought in this one. I think he remains a true running back one. So yeah, as you can see, a little bit lower on David Johnson, four spots below the ECR. That Baltimore defense is very legit. Uh, James Conner against Seattle, very legit matchup. I think Henry against Indy should get a little more respect than he is. I'm bumping him up to 11. Uh, Fournette against Houston. Every down rolls, sure, but I just don't think Fournette's all that good. Um, Diego, great question. Thoughts on Mixon? Hopefully he's healthy. He looked like complete shit. That's a tough matchup against that Seattle front seven. Uh, day-to-day is the early reports on him, but we, we got to... Mm, I don't know. Be a little bit skeptic here. Did not look at all great. He was running in the D lineman's ass. That line looked horrendous. Uh, so I am a little bit nervous on Mixon. I got to admit, Diego. Nick James, some clown in my league, offered me Melvin Gordon for Josh Jacobs, and he drafted Kareem Hunt. What a pathetic loser, pathetic offer. Jacobs looked like a beast. And speaking of Jacobs, where is he on these rankings? Facing a pathetic Kansas City defense, he needs to be higher. I'd put him above Connor for this week, up to RB13 for Josh Jacobs. Great matchup coming for him. Damien Williams at 20. I mean, he was the clear-cut guy. I know LeSean McCoy looked good and will be involved, but still, Williams was in there for you know, 75% of the snaps, greatly involved as a wide receiver, and Oakland will definitely give up theirs. So let me bump him up. I know Marlon Mack looked great. But this Tennessee defense, I think, is very, very, very much for real. They shut down the Browns, and I think that was not a fluke at all. I think it's a testament to the Tennessee Titans defense. Uh, Very nervous for any Colts this week. Uh, And Marlon Mack needs that positive game flow. As good as he looked, as great as that line looks, too, especially paving just those gaping holes, uh, I don't feel great about Marlon Mack. On the bold scale here, though, let's talk about Sony Michel. Pathetic debut. The Patriots go up 31 points, and he has, what, two fantasy points? I'm going back in. I mean, we saw what Ingram did, 100-and-something yards, two TDs. I really think the Pats are going to put up at least 60. This seems <laughs> 60, maybe a little bit of a stretch, but the Ravens put up 59, and this looks like they're they're going for broke. They're going for 19-0. and 0. They're just going to bomb teams and scorch the earth like they did in 2007. I think that starts this week, and I think Sony Michel rumbles in against a pathetic, pathetic Dolphins D. I mean, we got I got to get some tears in here, but it's kind of tricky to figure out where I want to rank these guys. And again, I don't want to overreact on Connor, six spots lower than the ECR right now, but that Seattle front seven is no joke, and Big Ben looked kind of like shit. They're back at home. That's going to help. Good bet for the end zone every week is Connor. Uh, but I think Michelle might have even higher touchdown upside this week. I love Matt Breida. This is going to be a quick tier because I'm not going to put Breida in the same tier as like Connor, Michelle, Ingram, Fournette, Damian Williams. I'm going to cut that tier off here. Uh, you're asking me, Karrion Johnson, having a better week. Diego, I don't know if you've been following us all offseason, but you know, uh, if you have, I've been lower on Karrion this entire offseason, and it was exactly shown why. 
almost a, a split in snaps, weak ass carries, no goal line looks, not involved in the receiving game. They had McKissick and Ty Johnson in there getting catches. So I'm not a big fan at all about carry on Johnson's week. Yet yeah, Nick, isn't that awful when pe- people say, you know, he's a one hit runner, you don't even need him. They try to talk shit about the players they're trying to acquire. Like you got to get better negotiating skills here when you're trading. Don't shit on players. Talk about how good they are, but how much more they, they could get for them. That, Shitty strategy there. Sony probably did kill you in daily, but yeah, Flores retires this week. I agree. They're going to fucking destroy them. Great question, Matt. We're going to get to wide receivers soon for Marquise Brown, but in all honesty, I'd put my chips back on him after this one-week explosion because Arizona's secondary is horrendous, and that could become a little bit more of a shootout than what we saw in Miami. So even though Brown, you know, 15 snaps, very, very weak snap share, that was all, why are you going to have him in on run blocking situations, like 150 pounds soaking wet? You're not going to have Marquise Brown in those situations. If Arizona can keep it more competitive, if that fourth quarter was indicative of what this air raid could be moving forward, then Marquise Brown has even more upside. But I think, again, great bet for another long score. Can't you just see it? You know, in his second week, Marquise Brown does it again. 90-yard touchdown. Like, I'm all about it, Matt Brunk. I'm fully aboard the Marquise Brown train. Uh, but let's keep going with running back. So if you have running back questions right now, you, we're going to go position by position. So save those questions uh, for, for when we get to wide receiver, please. Is it safe to keep playing Cook, McCaffrey, and Eckler in flex? Of course, Jennifer. That's a, a fucking unbelievable lineup. Good for you to have those type of horses. Why wouldn't you? I mean, Dalvin Cook, a perfect fit. You're never going to bench Christian McCaffrey. My good God, 40 points. It's like, don't even ask him any ever again. I, I will never take that question. And then Eckler's the, really the risk there. Is it, Was it for real? I think it absolutely was. I mean, every single time that Gordon has missed time, he's had at least 17 or more touches. Uh, and that trend continued this week. And he's 75% of the running back snaps this week. I love everything about it. 150-something total yards, three scores, great after the catch, running and knifing through defenses. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely a big fan of, of Eckler going forward. Mac, I, I would bench Mac for Eckler this week. I, I mean, you got yourself a stable, though, Jennifer. Well done. That's a Roto Street-style offense. Uh, we got another question about KJ. Get here on time, Nathan, and maybe you'll hear it. No, I'm just fucking with you, buddy. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan. I really, I've never been a fan of carry on. Big injury risk too, but week to week, I just uh, the concerns that I had coming into the year were stuck in between the the twenty purgatory. He a little more involved as a receiver with Riddick gone, but still they still decided they had to get JD fucking McKissick involved. They had to get Ty goddamn Johnson involved. Like why would you feel good about carry on Johnson's receiving workload? That was the kind of the upside here. Uh, I don't feel great about it. I think though if they do get down uh, the Chargers that against the Chargers and that's totally a possibility. We see more carry on Johnson involvement. Maybe he bounces back. We did see. Mac light them up, but Anderson definitely heavily involved too. 11 carries, uh, gonna be the goal line guy, so I don't feel great about it. I think James White definitely needs to get a bump up uh, above carry on Johnson up to 21 here just because he's playing fucking Miami. Awful defense. Awful, awful defense. Aaron Jones, ooh, boy, that was a tough debut. So I'm just gonna scan here, see is there anybody else that needs a significant bump up into this tier where we got Breida, Mac, James White, carry on, serving as those high upside RB2s. I, I don't know that McCoy, Freeman, who, what an awful debut, 19 yards. 
Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to cut this tier off, too, at the high-end RB2s, because this is, you can see, like, the crater-like drop-off. McCoy might sneak his way into there. He looked really explosive for this team on his 10 carries. I think about 80 yards, I believe, is what he finished with. And Oakland, not a frightening matchup. Although that defense played very inspired. You know, Vontez perfect, looking like a beast. I'm going to bump Gio Bernard into this high-end RB2 tier. Uh, gets a San Fran matchup, not scary at all. Ronald Jones was rumbling against those guys this week. Uh, so I, I like Gio Bernard. If he's the back, obviously this ranking assumes he is. And if not, you can kind of slide Mixon right into that high-end RB2 tier as well. But we're going to assume that that he's out. We're going to play Gio Bernard as a, a top 24 running back, no doubt about it. Uh, <laughs> Nick comment again for, for Jennifer. I agree. Isn't that stable? Unbelievable. Jen, I'm a huge fan of what you've done there. Um, Mike Shear, what's up for Net? Is he getting a heavy workload this week? I mean, a lot of that is going to be game flow going forward, Michael Shear. I have Fournette right around RB17 here, so a couple spots lower. Houston defense did look shitty. That was Kamara, though. He's going to make everyone look shitty. Two scores, though, to running backs. Uh, I think Fournette can definitely find the end zone. I'd roll him out, no doubt. I mean, let us know who you have. Trade KJ for Fournette. I would do that, yes. I'm not a Carrion Johnson fan. I mean, obviously, when you make early moves, you're, you're risking that you know, it was just one bad week. But yeah, I'd rather have Fournette net moving forward. The injury risks are real with both, and I think Fournette's role, at least at the goal line, is much more secure, and I think he'll be a true every down threat. The fact that Gardner Minshew kept this offense moving, those rookie receivers look pretty damn good too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do like the Jaguars offense moving forward. I, mean, I don't like it, but I like it, you know, same levels as the Lions, and you got a guy that's getting much surer volume. Just a huge injury risk, but I'm a big fan. Uh, so yeah, let's kind of ri rifle through these other running backs quickly for you guys. Uh, it gets ugly though, so hopefully you got one of these top 24 guys, a couple of those guys in your lineups, because otherwise it's getting pretty gross out here. Uh, you, you know, Miles Sanders looks like he's in a good spot, but that was a, a humongous worry. The committee snaps early on. It, Doug Peterson is not bucking that trend, at least not right now. I'm definitely not a Devonta Freeman fan. A tough matchup against Philly's great front seven. That You beat Philly through the air. So I love the wide receivers for the Falcons this week. I mean, Julio is just going to destroy people. But Devonta Freeman, you know, and also Ito Smith playing nearly the equivalent of snaps. So if this is going to be a true committee, a true split. You can't feel really good about Devonta Freeman moving forward. You can't love Philip Lindsay coming off a weak game and a good plum matchup against Oakland now gets Chicago. That doesn't feel great. I am a fan of Devin Singletary, however, uh, you know, making the most of his limited touches, looking far more explosive than Frank Gore. I hope that they start to keep funneling those touches to him. I'll bump him up. I like Cohen this week against Denver. We saw Jacobs heavily involved, including as a pass catcher. That might be the way to, to beat this aggressive you know, defense that loves to put their hand in the dirt and come right at you. I think Malcolm Brown has to get bumped up, and it has to get bumped up significantly uh, to the point that I'm going to have him 15 spots higher than his ECR up at running back 25. Why? Because he could be that goal line back. He certainly was in week one, converts both of his looks inside the 10-yard uh, line where they pulled Gurley for him, and that's what made Gurley such a limitless ceiling guy, 40 touchdowns over his last two weeks 
uh, last two seasons rather. And if he's going to get pulled, that's going to be a huge detriment to his value. And Malcolm Brown, meanwhile, has legit 15 plus touchdown upside. Also gets 11 carries and kind of eats on him too for over 50 yards. So Malcolm Brown, significantly undervalued in my opinion. I'd rather have him in than a lot of these guys this week and should be one of the most popular waiver wire targets of the week. I think Duke Johnson looked great against uh, looked great against the the uh, Saints this week, and as a pass catcher, that's kind of how you dink and dunk against the Jags. We saw Damian Williams eating in the pass game this week. I think Duke will be just as effective. Uh, but you got to be a little concerned that Carlos Hyde was as involved as he was uh, and looked pretty damn good doing it. You got a little bit of a revenge game narrative for Carlos Hyde. Let's give him a little bump up. Um, keep rolling here. I'm going to move Montgomery up. Maybe this is wishful thinking, but like Miles Sanders has the same exact concerns as David Montgomery. Both have decent matchups this week. So we're, we're in pretty ugly territory here. I'm going to X out Mixon for now because otherwise you know, Bernard wouldn't be in here. I'll obviously adjust. But you're getting to kind of no man's land. I actually think you know we got significantly undervalue uh, Chris Thompson here. Should be also be one of the top waiver wire targets of the week. You got, Adri- you know, you got Darius Geis knocked out. So Thompson could, you know, back when they didn't have any running back depth, Thompson was their every down back. And he had five out of, you know, seven weeks were top 12 running back numbers. He has 10, team high 10 targets, hauls him in. So especially in PPR leagues, Thompson clearly has a role. I imagine they are going to go down against Dallas after looking at how great Dak was. Uh, so I Chris Thompson, moving forward, has to be a lot higher in in the rankings, in my opinion. I think Murray, uh, as good of a touchdown bet as anybody in the league, so I'd rather have him than guys like Miles Sanders, Montgomery, looked nice and involved. And again, Lindsey Lowe this week, but that's more the Chicago uh, risk of starting him. So let's get a tier in here, and I'm just going to look quickly at, at a tier too many, at the bottom of this pile and just see if there's any other guys that deserve being bumped up in this tier. I, I mean, I'll go through and I'll sift through these guys, but nobody screams to me. A lot of these are handcuffs or, uh, you know, if you're completely desperate. I would say Ronald Jones, slightly intriguing. Uh, that that Panthers run D was not good. And uh, as a whole, that defense was just pathetic. I think they could rebound. I mean, Jameis Winston, I have no faith in. I cut that absolute bag of dirt earlier today. But Ronald Jones, one of the few names worth highlighting. I think Justin Jackson uh, could get some more run and is a decent bet for a touchdown. AP will start, but that's a tough front seven for Dallas. Let's get to some of your guys' questions. With Coleman out, would you flex Singletary? Yes, absolutely. Uh, And speaking of that, a guy that should be bumped up these rankings, we obviously have... uh, What's his name? Uh, Matt Breida, much higher. But Raheem Mostert, definitely startable this week if you're in desperate need. Uh, Lower than he probably should be is Kenyon Drake. I do think that Patriots defense is the absolute real deal. Uh, I'm going to bump Mostert up even more because he really did look like that big back. Uh, got plenty of carries, and you know Matt Breida seems to like die on the field every week. So Mostert, a guy out there in pretty much every league if you're desperate. Uh, but yeah, Gino, Singletary, I thought looked fantastic on his touches. I hope that workload continues to get ratcheted up in the Giants. We all know suck. So uh, I think Singletary could definitely have himself a decent game and is definitely flex-worthy. But I'd love to know your other options. So Petruzzi, let me know what you think if you're still tuned in here. Scott Anthony, if you had Kittle from San Fran... 
Thanks for letting me know he's from San Fran. Of course I know who Kittle's from. Come on, Scott. Uh, and James White for New England. Would you make a trade for Dalvin Cook and DK Metcalf, wide receiver from Seattle? And I can pick up Austin Hooper off waivers to replace Kittle. So you're saying Kittle and White for Cook? Yes. Uh, moving forward, I'm going to release my, my rest of season big board. But I have uh, Dalvin Cook number five overall. That guy is going to be a fantasy force. Now, you're absorbing some significant risk. The injuries, you can't ignore them over his early season, uh, early career, these first two years. But overall, yes, like Dalvin Cook is a monster. He is as perfect as we thought he was going to be for that zone blocking scheme. It's clear that they're going to try to run it down teams' throats this year. 111 yards, two TDs, and that's no fluke. This guy looked as explosive as he ever had. He's got such good vision, and then just seems like he shoots out of a cannon once he finds that hole. I think it's going to be a season of 2,000 yards, 15 to 20 touchdowns. I mean, you're getting yourself the, the Christian McCaffrey this year. If his owner's still willing to move him somehow, Scott, that, that's the type of difference maker. Yeah, Kittle's great and at a position of, of great need where nobody really dominates, but I think he's due for regression. He's never played well with Jimmy Graham and James White. Yeah, nice little bit player that is great in PPR leagues, but I, I think Sony's going to have more uh, involvement. And then now you got Antonio Brown competing for targets, so yeah. Yes, I pulled that trigger all day. I think DK also a nice little upside toss in. So, yeah, Scott, do that trade. Do not hesitate. Do not look back. Thank me later as long as he doesn't get hurt. Uh, is Murray going to take away TDs from Alvin, says Denny? Yeah, I mean, it's it's similar to Ingram. It's not quite Ingram. I think we're going to see about a 60-40 split, whereas that's been about 50-50 Ingram-Kamara. I think 60-40 Kamara-Murray now. And that's going to be huge because Kamara is so efficient. The, the most fancy points per touch is... Uh, his rookie season, and then the fourth most of all time, his, his sophomore year. This guy is as efficient as they come, as explosive as they come. Still, though, they, they do take him out the goal line at times. They use him at the goal line, too. So, it's a, you know, he's going to get his. He's going to be fine. But, yes, Murray's going to get his, too. I think he has very, very real 10-plus TD upside. He looked great on that touchdown scamper. Uh, so, yes, he is going to score some TDs, and I think he's very usable because of it. I have Cohen Ingram not deep at running back. Uh, so, yeah, Mike... Um, I think, you know, Fournette could be an interesting addition. In a league where we get Kyle Toons asks, 100 for waiver wire, what would you value Brown at? So that, of course, your team makeup, if you don't have a lot of running backs, if, you know, you're desperate at the position, then you got to blow, I'd say, at least 30 um, if you, if you want to get this guy, somebody is going to be paying at least 30 bucks because that TD upside is very real. Now, I will, you know, word of caution with him, don't be shocked if they just suddenly go back to Gurley, who's always been one of the best goal line hammers in the game, and suddenly Brown disappears. Like, there is that risk with Brown, but now it's very clear he's the no-brainer handcuff to Todd Gurley, which in its own right is worth a significant chunk of waiver chains when you got that athletic, that, that arthritic knee there. Uh, if he goes down, Brown's going to be an absolute beast. And then even if not, if he can maintain that goal line roll tunes, you're looking at 12 to 15 touchdown upside, which is very usable in your flex each week. So I I would blow, you know, 30-ish bucks if you were desperate at running back. Uh, just know how your league operates, too, with those. But I know in my leagues, I'd have to pay uh, a healthy, healthy token. Other than that, I think Justice Hill could get a little bump up as an explosive guy. Like, I'm not playing Rashad Penny. I think Jordan Howard, a fair bet to find the end zone this week. They're going to move the ball with ease against Atlanta. Uh, so I like to bump him up a little bit, even though I don't love the player. And then it's just, you know, yeah, secondary options. So let me cut that tier off with just like, you know, you're not considering starting these guys, I'd hope. 
at least. Uh, Burkhead against Miami is even usable, though, because of how pathetic that team is. Dion Lewis, you're not starting either. Rashad Penny, so like, ugh, this is gross, though. Yeah, hopefully by, you know, the top 36, you have at least two guys in because it gets ugly and it gets ugly fast. Uh, but just to summarize some guys I'm much higher on and much lower on. A little bit lower on Zeke, five spots below where he's at two by the ECR. Just think he's still kind of shaking off Russ. They're going to ease him in. That passing game looks so good that they can afford. And Washington has a pretty good front seven. A uh, little bit higher on Eckler, up four spots in his ECR. Uh, Detroit doesn't scare me at all. We saw you know, David Johnson just carving them up in the run game and the pass game, and that's what Eckler can do too. So big fan of him. A little bit lower on David Johnson, speaking of the devil, uh, at RB12 as compared to RB7. Higher on, uh, lower on James Conner facing that dangerous front seven of Seattle. I think he can get in that end zone and that's why he's still a top 15 guy, but the ceiling's not quite as high as it is with a bunch of these names above him. Um, and then significantly higher on Bernard, that's obviously assuming that uh, that Mixon's not in. Malcolm Brown, 15 spots higher than his ECR. I think he continues to be a goal line beast there and definitely falls into the end zone at least once. And I have Mostert, 30 spots higher as the big back there uh, in San Fran in a great matchup against Cincinnati. So if you're desperate and need a streamer, I really think Mostert could be that guy for you this week. Only 1% owned right now. Uh, so worth a look on your waiver wire. So that's running backs for now. Well, I'm going to move to wide receiver and answer a couple of your questions as that loads. Uh, so Gino saying, I have E. Sanders, Kirk, or Singletary for flex options and three open spots since I traded for Kamara. Uh, so yeah, load up on the waiver wire this week. And don't assume, Gino, this is a good point for everyone watching. There's been so many comments and I've talked about so many people. I can't remember your situation. So if you're commenting, you know, 20 minutes later on something like that, just give me a heads up as what you're kind of asking about because I can't remember your exact situation. But with a juicy waiver wire situation between Marquise Brown, Malcolm Brown, Terry McLaurin, uh, you got John Ross looking explosive. There's a lot of great guys to pick up this week. So, so yeah. Oh, I think you're the one talking about a trade, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, though. Should I start Jarvis Landry this week or Marquise Brown? Andy, we're going to answer that one in a second as we get to the rankings, but... Spoiler, it's Marquise Brown. Uh, definitely riskier, could just disappear and do nothing. But against that Arizona D, they are pathetic. I mean, other than Miami, is there a more pathetic defense out there? I don't think so. Matt Stafford throws 385 on you in that gross offense of Daryl Bevel, the run-heavy attack. Then you know something's up there. I have Gurley. Would you ride it out or trade him before his value keeps diving? Asks Alex. I would gauge it because if Brown is going to be that goal line guy, then then his ceiling is very capped. Now, he looked good on the positive front on Gurley, Alex. He looked very good, very efficient, was in for 51 of the snaps, so, you know, 70% of the snaps, and, and dominated the touches, 15 touches. But you're used to 22, 23, and most importantly, those goal line looks. So, yeah, I am concerned if Malcolm Brown continues to move that forward. I would like to see that happen again this week. Like, if he's pulled two weeks in a row and it wasn't just like a one-week kind of testing Brown out, then, yeah, I'm going to be pretty damn nervous about him moving forward. But for now, you know, unless you're getting something pretty serviceable, I still really like Gurley. He, he looks as good as ever. This offense looks as good as ever. Uh, so I'm not like rushing to move him yet. But if I see Malcolm Brown that high involved, I know you're taking a little bit of value hit by not moving him this week. But you'd be pretty damn pissed if he if he gets those goal line carries. It's a three TD week and you moved him away. So I'd probably keep hanging tight for now, Alex. Uh, but let me know what type of offers you're getting too. Kyle Toons. 
Duke Damian Carson. Is he worth it for me? You're pretty damn deep at running backs, so I guess it's like, you know, how good is your bench? How's your depth there? You're not going to start Malcolm Brown, but it's an upside stash to Gurley's, you know, arthritic knee in this offense as a potential true every down back if Gurley ever went down. There is still some significant upside to going after Malcolm Brown. Hollywood Brown worth how much to spend this week in the waiver, $100 budget. It, again, oh, these questions are also subjective, Nathan. Uh, it depends how desperate are you at wide receiver. Do you need an immediate plugging? Because this week's matchup is fantastic against Arizona. His speed looks rare as it ever has. He's separating like he's back at Oklahoma. And Lamar Jackson taking that step is huge. So I'm a big fan of, of Marquise Brown. I would throw at least 25 if I needed a wide receiver. And if you really desperately need one, you could consider going over 30. Week one's so interesting on the waiver wire because it's one of those rare weeks where actually valuable players are emerging. Most weeks, you might think of all those weeks down the stretch, unless a running back gets hurt where the waiver wire is just pure trash. If I see somebody that talented uh, and flashing it on the NFL level, and that's what a lot of these rookie receivers, Terry McLaurin, uh, Marquise Brown, McCole Hardman, uh, didn't do much this week, but th- that NFL speed, the fact that they can play at this level is really what we need to see. And they all proved it this week. So uh, I, I really like Marquise Brown moving forward. I wouldn't rule out a, a you know rookie year Tyree Kill style impact with like nine to ten to you know even twelve total touchdowns. They'll come in bursts, but in the right matchups like Arizona this week, I really love Marquise Brown to go deep and do it again. So yeah, toss them in on him. Bounce back week for Devonte Adams. A tough matchup against Xavier Rhodes, Denny Jennings. Uh, so let's get into the receivers. I'm gonna I'll take some more questions in a second, and we'll kind of some of these questions will hopefully be answered as we go. So stay tight. Stay tuned. Diego, thanks for being on here still. Thanks for sharing too. You know what? I gotta, I gotta answer your question. If you want me to keep answering your questions, you better start sharing this shit. Thank you, Diego. That's my man. Uh, Sutton and T. Williams must start. My other wide receivers are Ridley, Lockett, and Boyd. Can you remind me, Diego, can you comment in actually right now and let me know what exactly was Sutton's numbers? I forgot to check his final. It looked like he was making some decent plays, but to me, Tyrell Williams is a must start no doubt about it. He was getting it done against a tough Broncos secondary Vic Fangio's defense, and now he gets Kansas City, where we saw DJ Chark and fucking Chris Conley, and even, I mean, D.D. Westbrook we expected to score, but these nobodies going for touchdowns. I think you definitely have to have Tyrell Williams there. He looked like a monster. He looked like the clear-cut number one wide receiver on this team. And now he gets as plumb of a matchup as possible. As we rave about him, I'm just going to send him flying up the big board. Tyrell Williams at wide receiver 35. Let's get him way up here. He's going to be a beast this week. Someone I must start on DraftKings. So no doubt Julio Jones against Philly's secondary. I mean, if Terry McLaurin can go 125 in a TD what the hell is Julio Jones going to do this defense? Just cover your eyes. It's going to be disgusting what he does to these poor, poor corners. Uh, let me scroll down and make sure you guys can see all that. Um, alrighty. Also, thoughts on Brandon Cooks, my sharing guy. I'll answer your questions. Chip, you want this answered? I want to see Cher next to your name. Uh, thoughts on Brandon? <laughs> I like that question a lot, actually, though. Thoughts on Brandon Cooks? A little bit of a disappearing act, but that's expected when you're that congested at wide receiver. Robbie Woods, uh, you know, obviously Cooper Cup coming back and looking as healthy as ever. I still feel great about him. He gets the revenge game against the Saints this week, and, and Goff does play so much better at home. So I'm not panicking. Uh, if somebody is panicking, I'd acquire Cooks on the cheap for sure. I feel I still feel very strongly about Brandon Cooks this year. He's a good buy low candidate in my opinion, Diego. 
Um, and I'll get to all the rest of your questions shortly. DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, you should normally be worried about Jacksonville, sure, but not when Deshaun Watson's your QB. We saw Mahomes carve him up, and Watson's plenty capable of doing the same. So I'm still a fan. I really think I'd rather have OBJ. You saw how much higher I was on Baker this week. I think OBJ finally got to shake off that rust, test the hip out, looked fine. Tough tough Tennessee defense and, and did okay. I think this could be that week he's welcome to the NFL season and blows up. Michael Thomas against the Rams. I mean, the Rams have a good secondary and a strong defense, but it's Michael Thomas, folks. He's always going to ball out. I definitely think a Juju should be higher uh, against Seattle. Up to my wide receiver three here. Uh, he was doing some work, and he was getting shadowed by Stephon Gilmore, maybe the best corner in the game. And now he gets Seattle, who gave up 150 and two to John motherfucking Ross, and you're going to be low on Juju this week? Come on. He has to be in your top three this week. Juju's blowing up. You're getting your Antonio Brown-style freakish stats from Juju this week. Absolutely love him. Uh, I'm going to cut that tier off at, at five. I'm not putting Devontae Adams in my top five until I see this offense actually clicking, until I see that Matt LaFleur has done anything other than wipe Sean McVay's ass to get the job that he has. I am not a fan of Devontae Adams this week. I'm going to put him below Keenan Allen. I mean, you saw Larry Fitz tear that team up. Oh, Sammy Watkins. Ooh, he's got to be higher. He's, I mean, number one wide receiver right now and still getting, uh, and now gets a better matchup against Oakland with Tyree Kill definitely going to be out. I mean, Watkins, Watkins over Hopkins, those Clemson boys. Yep, doing it. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Sammy Watkins this week. Uh, definitely make sure you have him high in your rankings. Cooper, going to ball out. Uh, so as you can see, I'm, I'm definitely down on Adams. So de- uh, whoever was asking about Devontae Adams earlier, I just don't feel great until I see this offense clicking, uh, especially compared to some of these other guys. I think that's about as low as I'd let him fall at, at wide receiver 10 here because the floor was just so damn high last year. I think they figure it out. And now we're looking at like the high, high-end wide receiver twos. Godwin's got a great matchup out of the slot against Carolina, pathetic slot corners. You got Woods, though. Uh, the, the clear number one target this last week for the Rams. So I'm a big fan of him, uh, the, the engine of that offense this last week. I think Lockett can end back. He only had one catch, made it count for a score at least, so he didn't leave you completely barren. But I, I think that was a little flukier that he only had two targets on the day as compared to six for Metcalf. I think Pittsburgh, they, they showed they were very, very susceptible to the deep ball against the Pats. Dorsett lit him up for two scores. I think Lockett can definitely get back on track. Uh, consider this my double down on him going at wide receiver 11. Now, granted, if he sucks yet again, I'll definitely reevaluate my stance next week. But another good matchup against a team that got beat deep routinely. Uh, at home, I could see Russell Wilson, them going down uh, at home for Pittsburgh, that is. I could see Big Ben you know, building an early lead and then playing some more catch-up. The game flow just wasn't in his favor this last week. I think it will be uh, this week. I'm looking for Hollywood Brown because I continue to get questions on him, it looks like. So let's just kind of slide him up. Wide receiver 50, that's a joke. Again, that porous Arizona defense. Although, you know, I'm not putting him above Mark, you know, John Brown, who looked just, oh, what the fuck was that? The tier moving like that? Sorry, folks. Uh, oh, Edelman, 16? Come on. I get it. Like, they, they were getting beaten deep, but Edelman's going to roast this secondary. The only risk with these guys is, you know, if they get up so big with the Patriots, they're going to put up 60, 70 points this week. Uh, so you got to feel good about Edelman. I'm going to bump him up above Thielen, above Woods. 
Uh, definitely feeling great about him. I think Cooks, you got that revenge game narrative. I like Godwin where he's at. This passing game was so low volume, and I think Green Bay's secondary seems like the real deal. So feeling a little bit lower for me, uh, four spots before the below the ECR. Again, uh, Tyrell Williams against Kansas City. I I'm, might be going crazy here, but I have him at wide receiver 18. He's definitely the engine of that passing game, uh, him and Darren Waller. And he looked damn good. So I, I have him as a very high upside wide receiver two this week. Uh, acceptable wide receiver one even because of the matchup. Think again what those Jaguars wide receivers did. Think how high the point total is going to be for the Kansas City Chiefs. And they're going to need to be playing catch up and trying to uh, do their own damage. So yeah, Tyrell Williams, 100% one of my favorite starts of the week. Beyond him... Uh, does Cooper Cup belong in that tier? Not quite yet. A New Orleans is a good matchup. I could see him getting it done. And I, again, as I said, I like Jared Goff at home, but that's kind of the tier cutoff. And again, Williams clearly much higher on him than most. I don't love T.Y. this week. I think Tennessee is the real deal, uh, and it's on the road. Just not a big fan. As good as Brissett, no, as good. He didn't look great, but is stable. I guess is the better word as Brissett looked. And the fact that he, you know, only targeted Ty is promising, uh, but I'm not an enormous fan. Would anybody be shocked if Antonio Brown comes out and just fucking slaps his penis all over the pathetic Dolphins defense? Part of my language there, but seriously, like I get he has to build some chemistry. Where's Josh Gordon too? Why is like he he? And speaking of deep threats, I mean he's going to be the guy that just torches this defense. Uh, so I guess I'm a little bit lower on Tyrell Williams and originally said still 16 spots higher, uh, but Josh Gordon's going to whip that thing out. Antonio Brown could easily whip that thing out. Uh, I know there's got to be adjustment period, but I think I could see them, you know, just like they had with Gordon last year, make a humongous concerted effort to just pepper uh, Antonio Brown throughout. So big fan of him. Uh, huge wide receiver question here from Chip Duvall. Mike Drinkwater or Pierre Garçon this week? Big body Drinkwater. Huge red zone catch radius. Big fan of the drink. Uh, great sleeper to put on the people's minds. Chip Duvall. Uh, Denny Jennings. My wide receivers are Devontae Adams, Djax, Watkins. Oh, Djax. Thank you for that. Deshaun Jackson absolutely needs to get bumped up. Right up here, I mean, with Josh Gordon, yeah. Yeah. This guy looked as explosive as he's ever, still has the deep speed, but more importantly, he was the leading receiver. The most targets, used very well in the intermediate game, wide open at will, and now gets the pathetic Atlanta defense. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson is definitely going to light it up this week. So I'm glad you put him out there, his name on my radar. Watkins, DJ Moore, who would you drop for Hollywood Brown? I'd keep all those guys. You're not dropping any of those guys. I don't know that I docked to Freeman for Marquise Brown, Hollywood. I think that's a little bit of a stretch because Freeman could reemerge as a featured back in an offense that I think is going to get their footing sooner than later. I still think Dirk Cutter is going to figure it out. But yeah, I am nervous it's going to be a committee. You still got to hang on to Devonta for now. Uh, Hollywood Brown does look great and looks like he could be a, a Tyree Kill-style athlete and separator. But he only played 15 snaps, so you got to take him a little cautiously. You're not going to drop guys uh, <laughs> like Devonta Freeman for him. Come on. Come on, Denny. Eat, eat some tacos. Have some beers. Calm yourself down, my man. Hollywood or Gallup off waivers? 
Definitely Gallup, in my opinion. I, I like Hollywood. Definitely more explosive player. But Gallup, you know, is going to have a weekly role. 7 of 7, 158 yards. I love this Cowboys offense. They looked great. If one of these two teams, the Ravens or the, the Cowboys, was more for real, I really think it's the Cowboys, if I had to predict. I think both are going to be for real, and I do love Lamar Jackson, especially in matchups against Arizona. But if they get a, a, a tough defense that disguises coverages and has some solid corners... I don't see that offense humming quite as nicely. I can see the Cowboys just constantly being a cheat code uh, and, and driving down the field at will. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan right there uh, for Gallup, Anthony Fella. And you put him back on my radar. Let's get him bumped up a little bit here. Now, you know, shaking through these guys, I like Calvin Ridley more than I like Galladay. I like... Uh, now, you know, Gallup, do I like Gallup more than Galladay? No. Uh, but I do like Ridley. Looked great in his rookie debut. I mean, uh, sophomore debut. Nice score. TJ Moore a little higher than I'd want. Same with Tyler Boyd. Not not a diehard Boyd fan. Um, I actually would rather have Hilton than Boyd. Diggs than Boyd. Uh... Boyd just doesn't get it done when A.J. Green's out of the lineup. I really think it's the Ross show. I'm not... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of buying the John Ross hype. Uh, T.J. Moore, I'm not sure why exactly he's as high as he is. So sorry. So asking about flex with Coleman out. Should I plug and play Singletary or uh, Sanders, Kirk, or or Singletary? Uh, I, I wouldn't play Kirk. Not against that tough Baltimore D. Sanders, mm, clearly I still haven't even talked about him, so I'm not a humongous fan of that matchup either. So out of those three, I, tell me the scoring again, Gino. Uh, I'd probably go Singletary there, but look at the waiver wire. I'd rather have Brown over any of them, uh, Marquise Brown. I think even Terry McLaurin could be an intriguing play there. Um, so I don't, I don't know if your starter is actually on your roster quite yet. Uh, seven receptions, 120 yards. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a pretty good week. Uh, right there for Sutton. Holy shit. So, I mean, maybe you play him. Let's see what else we got here. <laughs> Taylor, scroll up to see my question. Hopefully you guys heard that answer there too uh, because, yeah, that big body, that catch radius in the red zone, Mike Drinkwater in every week flex, in my opinion, <laughs> chip to fall. Uh, DD or KJ in the flex PPR? I would go KJ. Uh, DD doesn't have the... Uh, not a bad matchup against Houston. That secondary is pretty horrendous. I don't know why Mike Williams is getting that love. Allen Robinson, the number one target hog, and it wasn't really close, needs much more love than he's getting right there. Uh, and I, I've been low on Robinson coming into the season, but you got to readjust when you see things. Uh, I'd rather have him than Cup. I think he belongs with these upside wide receiver twos right there as a, a true target hog. Tyrell Williams was dominating this defense. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Allen Robinson quite a bit there. Uh, Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley, T.Y. Hilton... Stephon Diggs, Tyler Boyd, like I like that order there. DJ Moore, yeah, I guess I'm a little lower on him. I uh, I could, I wouldn't be shocked if it's Curtis Samuel this week. I mean, Will Fuller, that Jacksonville defense was so bad. Don't be shocked if you know he's the guy that just knifes through them. I think John Brown though, uh, not getting the love he deserves. I think he has to be higher, up to 27 in my rankings. Love that he played a plenty of slot and got a lot of short game usage. And again, this Giants defense, the the 
they were running wild, the Cowboys receivers, on these guys. So John Brown is the, the clear-cut focal point of that offense. Uh, I, I really like John Brown more than most this week. Let's keep going. I see there's plenty more comments, so I want to make sure I get to those. Uh, so I go KJ there, though, Nathan. A sure volume. Those other receivers definitely heavily involved. And you know Gardner Minshew looked great, but can we really rely on this guy for yet another week? So if I have an option like KJ, I'm going to go him, especially if they could get down. I think he becomes a clear-cut passing game option there. Uh, do I drop Hunter Henry for TJ Hawkinson? No, but... I would love to get TJ Hawkinson on that roster, Corey Wilkes. So let me know some other guys you might consider dropping. Uh, but Hunter Henry, I'm not abandoning yet. He looked, he was moving well. I think that offense you know, clearly needs a number two, especially if Williams is banged up. So uh, I'm a fan of that <laughs> electric Taylor Drinkwater. Yeah, there you go, my man. Or lady. I'm not sure if <laughs> who Taylor Drinkwater is. I know Mike. That's uh, <laughs> I know Tom. Don't know who Taylor is. Uh, pick three, Landry, A.B., Tyrell, D. Adams. Uh, I'm going to go D. Adams, Tyrell, and A.B. there. Let's let him fire it up this week. Uh, big fan of him. Hardman pickup or keep Samuels as my long-haul Connors insurance. I think you give Hardman a look, a, a long look. He's going to get some run with Tyreek Hill out as explosive as they come. Nick James, uh, a 4-3 40 right there, uh, and again, if he starts to explode in this great opportunity he's going to now have, then carves himself out a meaningful role alongside Pat Mahomes, it's tough to drop your insurance policy, but if that Steelers team is as bad as they looked against the Patriots, then do you really need that insurance policy anyways? So so yeah, I'd, I'd rather see Hardman. I'd rather give him a stab and see what he does. You can always pick Samuels up later. Is A.B. going to play? I mean, that's a great guess, Anthony. Uh, it's obviously guessing it, but yeah, I, I don't see why he wouldn't. He's here. He's been learning the play trick. He's living with Tom Brady. Uh, so if he plays, what better defense to, to dominate than the pathetic defense of the Miami Dolphins that gave up 59 points to Lamar Jackson? We could see seven touchdowns there. <laughs> I love the comments. Who's Mike Drinkwater? Is is Chips getting asked by Steven? It's just a guy we went to high school with, Steven. Uh, just chirping, so don't. I was just joking. Uh, Garrett Ford asking, why so high on Tyler Lockett after only one reception? I think it's very fair to question him, especially all the way up at 11. The reason why Garrett is one, I think this game's going to be a little more competitive, a little more game flow in Tyler Lockett's favor. Two, Philip Dorsett was roasting this team down the seams, uh, 120 and, and a two TDs or something of that nature. And so if they can get beat deep by Philip Dorsett, Tyler Lockett, I think you know one bad game, one fluke isn't going to you know steer me away. I think he's going to be a much higher volume weapon moving forward. And I think he's going to burn through that defense deep. So you know maybe not above guy like Edelman, who's just obviously going to be featured and, and gets a great matchup like Miami. But yeah, I'm still very high on Lockett. I'm not bailing. He's a great buy low in my opinion. Uh, a guy that I'm all out. Gotta go Diego. Thanks for tuning in. Hawkinson or Waller PPR Lamont Grizz Phillips. Love that name. That's like a, a royal name right there. Lamont Grizz Phillips. Uh, I go hmm, that's great. I, I love them both. 
Full PPR, though, I, I think the volume is going to be on Waller's side more often. You saw it last night, led the team in targets just like Jared Cook did a year ago. I wouldn't be shocked if Waller again, pace, another tight end, paces the Raiders. And he looked so athletic, too. Yes, Hawkins had the bigger stat line, and Hawkins is an athletic freak himself. But there's just a bigger competition for target share there. Danny Mandola looked great in the intermediate game. You got Marvin Jones and Galladay on the outside. And that offense at its peak under Darren Bevel is going to be very, very run heavy. So all of that to say, I think the aerial pie is bigger for the Raiders. And I think he has a bigger slice, Darren Waller does, than TJ Hawkinson. So PPR especially, where volume's important, Lamont, uh, I'm going to go Darren Waller there. All right, let me wrap up these wide receiver rankings. I'm going to throw another tier in here uh, to these upside you know, wide receiver threes, in my opinion. Alshon Jeffrey should be higher against Atlanta. Let me bump him up over John Brown. So yeah, clearly I'm a little bit lower on Boyd, a little bit lower on Galladay uh, than, than the ECR here, and definitely lower on Moore. I just think Cam Newton fucking sucks. Uh, I'm going to go over there and say it. He's either hurt or he just sucks. Either way, I don't want much to do with him. So uh, yeah, DJ Moore was the number one target, but who knows if it's going to be Samuels week or who's going to play there. So... Mm. I think Landry facing his former boss who he hates in Adam Gase. A sneaky little revenge game, even though he's not on the Jets. Uh, Stick it to his old former coach. Wouldn't be surprised to see that, so I'll bump him up a little bit. I think Crowder has to be higher. 17 targets, NFL high right now. Uh, He's getting bumped up big time here. I think DJ Moore a little too low, but all three of those guys a little bit lower than most on them. Um, and I'll get to your guys' questions. Don't you worry. I see them. Uh, John Ross, though, I don't know if that was a fluke. I think I would start him over Curtis Samuels, Robbie Anderson, although that secondary looked abysmal for Cleveland. So I think Robbie could bounce back this week. Um, but is Crowder the main guy, the main vein of that passing attack? Sure looked like it this week with that team high 17. Uh, and they talked about all camp, how he was the reception monster all over the middle of the field. Pick three, Alexander Joseph Gould. Uh, I already answered that one, didn't I? It's Tyrell Williams, it's AB, it's Devontae Adams. Uh, Duke Johnson, I'm not going to throw him in over those guys. You're welcome, Nathan. I have Henry and Andrews as my tight ends already. Do I replace Robbie Anderson with Hawkinson or go get a John Brown and McLaurin? I would say go get a John Brown. Uh, And I love McLaurin too, but I think John Brown's realer uh, than him. So yeah, John Brown is the guy I would target there. If you already have Henry and Andrews, and I fact, I might drop Andrews for Hawkinson. I, I like them both, though. Andrews really did look great this week. I wouldn't drop Henry, and you can't really carry three tight ends. So, so yeah, I guess you're going to have to let somebody else get Hawk, which is, is painful. But I would rather own Henry moving forward. And that could end up being a mistake. Uh, Henry hasn't been you know done much of note late. I've just been betting on that talent and the red zone role. Uh, I think he's going to have some big weeks moving forward. Um Two picks from Jonathan DeSantos, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, Alshon Jeffries, John Ross, Marquise Brown. I would roll the Evans-Cooks way. I like the revenge narrative for Brandon Cooks. I think Mike Evans bounces back. The secondary for Carolina is not great. If he's still you know, sick or whatever was really you know, lugging him down, uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan if he's, if he's you know, definitely hurting. But no, I'm, I'm not a big... Uh, I go Evans. He's your stud. You took him in round two for a reason. I think they they pick it up. 
Um, thanks, brother. You're welcome, my man. Uh, you got me looking at Waller heavy. Yeah, I think you got to. But look, at you're the tight end maestro there, Corey. I'm going to follow your lead on tight end. You clearly ha have uh, a great insight on there. So time to deal C. Samuel if you can, says Anthony. I think so. I mean, depends what you're getting for. I'm not going to you know, just dish him out for chump change and peanuts. But yeah, I mean, if somebody still believes in that hype train, then give it a look. I'd still want to see a few more weeks from him because I don't know if all that hype was all for not this offseason. He gets Tampa Bay this week, so I'm going to bump him up a little bit now that we're talking about him. Um, I could see Samuels having a much bigger week and kind of rebounding nicely. But if you're getting something, if somebody's still aboard the hype train is more than you, and I'm not as bored as I used to be, then yeah, I would say you can see what you can get for him. Oh, so this is why the Broncos are so low. Sutton, despite that 120-yard day, is facing Chicago. And we saw what they did to the Packers offense. <laughs> what do you think they're going to do to Joe motherfucking Blacko? Oh, that's going to be ugly. So yeah, I'm not starting any of those guys. And then, you know, against Baltimore, Larry Fitz, 13 targets. The old man still has it, but that's a tough call against Baltimore. This is going to be a great test for the air raid. How real is this offense? I'm excited to see it. Where's McLaurin on this list? Terry, there you are, scary Terry. I mean, you know, 300 yards against Dallas this week uh, for Eli Manning. Case Keenum can do that, like, no doubt. So let's bump him up here. I think McLaurin's definitely usable. Uh, I think, you know, uh, who else do we have here? DK Metcalf against Pittsburgh. We saw what the Pats did to them. And if that game flow is better like I expected it to be, uh, I like DK usable this week. Sterling Shepard's concussed right now, so I'm going to X him out of here. I, Nicole Hardman, I think, is a great flyer this week. I'd probably even start him above Terry McLaurin. Um, where did Marquise Brown end up in my rankings? Marquise. Oh, he's, he hasn't even moved yet. I'd rather have him than Johnny Ross. Uh, I'd, I'd start Marquise Brown over Robbie A. this week. I think that Arizona defense, he's going to go big again. Uh, so, yeah, if you pick up Marquise Brown this week, I think you can absolutely toss him right back into the lineup. Um, I'm a big fan of blowing my load on him this week. Flacco's my QB. Be kind. Chip, your season's going to be a long one if Flacco's your fucking QB. That's horrible. <laughs> Teddy Jennings, great comment. My condolences. Yeah, seriously, what the fuck are you doing, Chip? That is just god-awful. Pick up Case Keenum. Pick up Andy Dalton. Like, do something else. That's horrible. Come on. How do you feel about Montgomery in the situation? Uh, and should I drop for Thompson? Don't drop Montgomery, no. Stash him. I'm still about him long-term. I still could see him being a three-down horse. But ultimately, uh, you got to, I mean, out-snapped and out-touched by Mike goddamn Davis. Oh, God, I'm going to puke thinking about it right now, Lamont. Horrible, horrible by Matt Nagy. And if he's dumb enough to do that in week one, I don't see that fixing. He commented how, you know, we got to ease the rookie in. He didn't ease Kareem Hunt in a season ago, so fuck Nagy. Fuck that play calling, and I'm, I'm also nervous about how shitty Trubisky looked. Like, I, I loved Montgomery, one, because I thought he was going to be a three-down horse, and that wasn't the case. He's going to be a three-headed nightmare for the time being. I can see him emerging there at some point, but two, I also loved him because I thought this offense was going to hum. Top 10 in points last year, year two in the system, Trubisky takes another step. 
we could have ourselves a, a ball game there. None of those things, not the usage, not the, the step forward of the offense were true. And now I don't feel great about Montgomery at all. But long term, the upside is there. He looked good. He's plenty talented. I'm not dropping him for Thompson. I do like Thompson. So if you have you know some trash you can cut, absolutely pick up Chris Thompson. Uh, but ultimately, I would not drop David Montgomery for him. No, that'd be a, a pretty stiff overreaction. Corey Davis, just my nominal, just get him the fuck off your radar. Zero points with the Titans putting up 31. Corey Davis can go sit on the biggest fucking spike that he can find. What a piece of fucking dirt. Debo Samuel, 59 snaps, the the snap leader. Didn't do a whole ton on him, but... That's the type of sneaky stuff you got to track there. Uh, he's so explosive, and since he could absolutely go deep for, for a big play. I think Trey Quinn needs to be a little bit higher. Clearly, I'm falling fast off the Moncrief train. Uh, no longer there. I think in catch-up mode, maybe Albert Wilson has... Uh, I mean, what the hell does he do, though? Uh, fuck that. I don't know why I just did that for. Let me just see if there's any other guys in this list worth looking at. I think Shark needs to be above some of these guys. Ah, Conley needs to be above some of these guys. Like, you're looking for upside. I'm not putting Anthony Miller in my fucking lineup. Ugh. A.J. Brown looked pretty good. Uh, Let's get him up a bit. And Sanu against Philly. I don't usually ever recommend Mahomes and Sanu because it's just as gross and boring. James Washington, get out of here. Uh, But ultimately, Sanu against Philly, that, that pass defense is absolutely pathetic. So that's definitely worth considering. Uh, and we're going to get to tight ends in a sec. Let me cut this tier off. Oh, this is pretty bad right there. And then, you know, I'll go through and I'll tier this. I'll sift through it. Any last names uh, to look for? I see Paris Campbell getting a nice bump. Uh, that's a guy, Paris Campbell, probably on your waiver wire. Didn't do a whole ton. But with Funchess going down, I can see him becoming a yak monster sooner than later. Why is Pettis up here? You know how many snaps Pettis played, guys? You want to know how many snaps Pettis played? Two. 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 Two snaps for Dante Pettis. Two. Let that sink in, folks, before you ever consider using that bag of shit again. Uh, Down here, nobody of note jumping out at me as someone I have to shift up, maybe Philip Dorsett, especially if AB's going to be out. I would definitely get Dorsett significantly higher than this, Uh, but has the upside to take that top off the defense and go deep. Once again, I don't know that he does. I don't think that he does. But, I mean, above some of these other guys, Albert fucking Wilson. Come on. And so I just put one tier in here. Danny M. Dole's uh, 13 target day. Security blanket in camp. And looked every bit that piece. So let's get him in here. Marquis Goodwin. What the fuck? Get out of here. Uh, so yeah, now, now you just got shit names. I like Traquan Smith better in your offense. I'd rather have him than any of these guys. Down here, Randall Cobb, I think, can get bumped up with that offense looking as good as it did. Uh, So hopefully you got something in these top 60 that you can use, and you don't have to go below them. Uh, Three more comments down there, and then we're going to get to tight end. Is this Bill Burr's fantasy football podcast? (laughs) Just about, right? Seriously. (laughs) I'll take that comparison, Bill Burr. I'll I'll, I'll take that all day. Thanks, Nick. Uh, Now I'm going to eat an edible. Dalton's my other quarterback. Chip. Holy hell, condolences for definitely for the season. Mm. I'm just going to make the tacos taste much better, Denny Jennings. <laughs> Alrighty. Travis Kelsey against Oakland. Tier by himself. Just missed a monster game. Because Mahomes wanted to get cute and do some no-looking shit. He's going to be fine. 
I think Evan Ingram has to get bumped up. Uh, Cincy, though, George Kittle, that's fair right there. Atlanta for Ertz. But the big news is clear-cut Evan Ingram is the better option uh, as compared to O.J. Howard, who fizzled and faded. And Carolina is solid against the tight end. So I don't feel great about that. I think Hunter Henry, a good touchdown bet. Uh, Got to be Andrews here, though. We just saw what T.J. Hawkinson did against those guys. And then Andrews coming off a humongous 8-catch, 100-yard TD day as the, the team high in targets. I think Waller has to be significantly higher, too. Top 7 guy for sure, uh, in my opinion. The Rams did give a ton of yards up to tight ends last year. They kind of funnel their defense. They play the outsides and, and force you to beat them inside. So I think Cook could still have a big day. Um, I think Howard's too talented to have below any of those guys, though. I think Delaney, uh, two touchdowns, looks the, every bit the part that we expected. Um, so that Those are like my last tight end ones that I feel great about. I'll put Cook in there, too. Uh, so 10 guys this week. It goes Kelsey, Kittle, Ingram, Ertz, Andrews, Waller. Oh, sorry, guys. You can't even see that. Andrews, Waller, O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry, Delaney Walker, Jared Cook. Uh, those are my top 10 in order right there. I think Njoku comes right in at 11 uh, as a good bet to score. Hawkinson versus the Chargers, another great bet. Um, I could see him just continuing to build off that. I like Hooper, nine target day. Uh, loves Love that dirt cutter system, and Philly has a bad secondary. Now he's going to deal with the linebacking core, which is a lot stronger. Um, Vance McDance, though, what a piece of shit he is. Ugh, God, Seattle secondary is exploitable. So maybe he bounces back, but not a fan at all of Vance McDance. And below him, Jimmy Graham. Nope. He, you know, don't fall for that touchdown. He's a piece of shit. It gets pretty damn ugly fast. Is there anybody in here worth considering? I mean, I think Dallas Goddard's as good of a bet for touchdowns. I think Greg Olson needs to get a bump up above Vance McDance. Tampa Bay, pathetic defense. Uh, so, top 15, you got to have one of these guys out there, right, to use. Uh, so, wrapping up my 11 is Najoku, TJ Hawkinson at 12, Hooper 13, Grego 14, and Vance McDance 15. Very concerning usage for him. Nobody below here. I mean, Mike Jacecki keep on the radar, an athletic freak that got some decent usage, but didn't do much with it on the pathetic Dolphins team. Uh, and yeah, no, nobody else really sticking out down here. Maybe Vernon Davis because he's athletic and made some plays at his age. That that touchdown was so sick. Alrighty, uh, Jay Hill still worth a stash? Yeah, I mean you saw how dangerous that offense looked, right, Anthony? Uh, I mean you know, Lamar Jackson, if he's going to be playing that, if that offense is going to be as dangerous as they looked, uh, Ingram approaching thirty, going to hit that dreaded uh, landmark in December this year. If he ever went down. You saw how run-heavy it is. You saw that Lamar Jackson's taking that next step. Jay Hill will be a season winner if anybody goes down there. Uh, so, yes, still worth a stash by all means. Ultimately, depends, though, who you have available, who you're looking at, who you're targeting, because there are some guys I would rather own than Jay Hill. Alrighty, quickly, guys, we're going to go through the, the defenses. I'll give you some streams and whatnot. Let's get to these comments, though. <laughs> Gave me that vibe. I'll take it, man. I'll take it, Nick. Uh, Hawkinson or Najoku? Baker looks like dog shit, but he still did okay last week. Yeah, I, I think Baker, one, bounces back, and Najoku's going to be that red zone guy. So uh, that's tough, though, because Hawkinson looked so fucking good 
that uh, that that I mean you saw my rankings right Nick like 11 12 right now and that could totally flip so stick with me throughout the the week the the week um, and let me know six pack of steak tacos just got here thanks for your information tonight absolutely Denny Jennings always a pleasure chug one down for me I'll chug one down for you as I mow down tacos myself all right New England Patriots number one against Miami that doesn't seem like too difficult of a call I don't know if I'd have Arizona as the number two, though, after New England, uh, I'd say Chicago against a, a pretty pathetic Denver team that was getting beaten down by the Raiders. <laughs> what a fucking joke that is. Uh, yeah, I, I like the Bears against Denver much more. They shut down the Packers. You're going to tell me they can't shut down Denver? I don't know that I love, though, Houston. I know a lot of people calling them a popular streamer this week. I don't know if I'm a big fan. I think Denver could rebound Vic Fangio revenge game for the, the head coach there. They didn't look great, but I, I can see that being a great one. I'd rather have Dallas, though, against Washington, as good as Keenum looked. I don't see that continuing. That Dallas defense uh, is the real deal. Panthers at Tampa Bay, though. I mean, could Bruce Arians' offense turn it on at any point? Yeah. But could he also throw three more pick sixes? Yup. Because Jameis Winston is a bag of complete dirt. So, yeah, I, I go Panthers at four. And they're out there in pretty much every league. So that's one of my favorite streams. The Bills, though, against the Giants, I like better than that. I mean, fucking Eli Manning. Come on. You don't need me to explain that matchup. So I'm going to bump this tier right here. I'm not, again, the, the Texans a little overrated in my opinion. I'm going to put Chicago right alongside New England. As, a, as an elite option this week. After that, I mean, I can see the Browns definitely bouncing back against a pathetic Jets offense. I mean, Gase looked horrible. They decided to go back to their slow pace, boring as all hell offense. So I like the Browns a little bit more despite how bad they were. I'm okay using them again. Is there any other better matchups down here though? Tennessee. Why is there no love for Tennessee? Uh, they're up to number eight in, in this tier. I think they belong in this tier. They shut down that Browns team, and now they get Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, he's careful with the ball, uh, but that that Colts team at home, the Titans, that is so much better of a matchup. Give me that all day. Let's see what else we got brewing down here. Uh, I mean, the Seahawks face Pitt, but they're on the road. They give up 400-something passing yards to Andy Dalton, so I, I don't love that defense. Rams against New Orleans, you know, as good as they are as in talent wise, New Orleans is gonna put up their points, but it is on the road uh for New Orleans and Breeze isn't as good on the road. Oh, this is getting tricky. I think San Fran's D definitely looked better than than you expect. I think Jacksonville's D line uh, is going to get to Deshaun Watson. They'll put up their points, but I think you get some turnovers. Then you can get some, maybe even a pick six. So I like Jacksonville to rebound. I'd rather have them than Houston. I have more faith in them. Although you are facing Gardner uh, Minshew, so Houston could be very streamable in that situation. Chargers Detroit, just like a talented group that didn't do anything last week, but I mean, Chargers are Chargers. I like this. I, I mean, Vikings... Why are people scared of Green Bay's offense? Vikings D looked great against Atlanta. Um, and Green Bay's offense looked like complete trash against the Bears. I don't see them just suddenly rebounding. So Vikings I'm okay with. Uh, this is kind of like the last tier you should even need to consider. Uh, is there any other names down here that I would start 
probably not. No, not Philly against Atlanta. New York Giants against Buffalo. <laughs> nope. Uh, Rams. Yeah, this is. I'll just put the Rams in this other tier just because they have the talent to at least compete. But yeah, there's nobody else I'm really looking at in this tier here. Alrighty, and I'm going to cut it off there. I'm not going to sit and go through kickers right now. I got to go get to some tacos, get to some trivia. So folks, thanks so much. I mean, 90 comments. That's by far a record here. The interaction was fantastic. We're going to be doing this right around 5.30 or so every, uh, every Tuesday. So... If that doesn't work for you, let me know. I can try to keep it back to six. Today was just a little bit of a later start, but this was awesome. Please come back next week. I love to have these conversations. And if you want to check back in on those sit starts every Sunday at 11 a.m., you can find me and CJ here on the Fantasy Football Tailgate. We'll get all those sit start questions done for you. Uh, Thursday night, we're going to also do a preview sit start show too. So plenty more shows coming up this week, Thursday at 7 Uh, Sunday at 11 a.m. So if you enjoyed this and you want to keep interacting, and I hope you did, and I'd hope to see you guys again. I absolutely love this stuff. So thanks so much. Really appreciate all the interaction. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. And if you listen to the podcast, instead of watching this live, come to the live show. People are interacting with each other, commenting in with me, making fun of each other. This is what it's all about when you can have the live interaction. That's why I do the live shows instead of you know recording a video and putting it out there. It's all about that. So thanks again, guys. I'm The Wolf. You can find me at Roto Street Wolf on Twitter, rotostreetjournal.com. We breed and feed fantasy wolves. Till next time, let's get that week two win, wolves. We are out. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. We stole the show. At least we stole the show. At least we stole the show. Straight ahead. Devlin. Second down. Third effort. Touchdown. Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks.